Hi, I'm Natalie Jean, a busy entrepreneur, mom to four boys, wife to a SWAT sniper, and I have been gifted the task to spread the message about the impact your health plays on every area of your life. When you put your fitness and nutrition as a top three priority in your life, every single area improves, including your business bottom line. Join me as I interview some amazing women and gain insight into their health journeys, their struggles, their setbacks, and how you can overcome your own. I am so excited to welcome today's guest. On the podcast today, I am talking to Nicole. Her story is one that I think so many of us women and moms and wives can relate to. Everything from the time she was a teenager and super self-conscious about an outfit she wore that day, and then having kids and the pressure to get the pre-baby body back, she would lose 50 pounds, gain 50 pounds, lose 20, gain 30. Then she started off 2019 at the heaviest she had ever been, including any of her pregnancies, and she lost her job. We go into her story today, and it is so inspiring and so relatable, and and how she overcame so many adversities. Nicole is an innovative marketing and branding strategist with a passion for empowering others to own their vibe, market their brand, and impact the world. With over 15 years of experience in small business leadership, sales coaching, and creative strategy, she leads with authenticity and ends with results. Nicole is a basketball mom to three growing boys, is married to her high school sweetheart, and is fueled by prayer and coffee. I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. It is definitely one of my favorites. Thank you, Nicole, so much for being on the Fit for Business podcast. Uh, You sent over your synopsis a little bit about your story, and I think it's going to be so incredibly relatable to a lot of people, but I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Okay, so what I like to do first is I like to ask my guests if you could describe yourself in three words, and this kind of helps us get to know you like right off the bat, if you had to describe yourself in three words, what three words would you use? Oh, okay. I would say that I am very passionate about whatever I do. I don't spend a lot of time on something that I can't be super passionate about or, or um, that I'm not really into. So when I am and when I am investing my time, I'm, I'm super passionate about it. I would say I'm relatable. It's pretty easy for me to carry conversations with people and connect with people. I really value people over processes, over profits um, more than anything. And I think that is why it's easy for me to connect with some folks. Third one, I'd say would probably be confident, which if you asked me this a year ago, that would absolutely not be my answer. But there's been a ton of growth this year, and I've learned to just be able to step into my confidence in a way that isn't arrogant at all, but really helps to empower and encourage and lift up the people around me. So um, confident, that would be my last one. I love it. And I love that, like you said, you wouldn't have used that word a year ago. So I'm so excited to dive into your story first. And just tell us a little bit about you. Like, where are you at in life? You know, are you married? Do you have kids? And if so, how old? And uh, what do you do for fun? And a little bit about your business as well. I am a mom of three boys. Uh, My boys are in sixth grade, fourth grade, and second grade. So I've kind of gone out of the toddler years. I'm moving into the grade school and tween years, which give me the toddler years 10 times over than the phase I'm in right now. Oh no. (laughs) I will take it. 
<laughs> that's good. That's comforting um, to hear know. because I, I, I've got a little bit of both, but I do still have the toddlers and somehow I think you're right. Yeah. Like they overpower my older ones and it's a little overwhelming though. <laughs> it is, it is. But then you get to the point, there's so many different challenges as they get older, yeah. um, in all different ways. So I feel like, you know, you raise, we raise these little humans through these toddler years and then you kind of feel like you're killing the game for a little bit <laughs> and then they move into they move into a totally different phase and you're like yep no idea what I'm doing anymore starting yeah. from ground zero. Oh, that's funny, oh, funny. um but it, yeah but it's it's been fun and you know it's fun being a boy mom for sure they're very active and playful and have tons and tons of energy so they're awesome I tell myself that every day. Uh, <laughs> reinforcement, right? They're awesome. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I am also married to my high school sweetheart. We met during high school. He was a year older than me. And he is, we have a great story because he's actually a twin and he ignored me his entire freshman year when, or my entire freshman year when he was a sophomore. And so it kind of took three full years to even have basic conversation with him. But who would have known? that what 20 years later and three wow. kids later we would be inseparable so he's amazing he's been my rock and such an awesome support to have through this process and I think that's important for anyone that's a partner you're with to just support your journey and your goals it makes things that much easier so I'm super grateful that happened by my side tell us then now just a little bit about uh, your business what do you do for work yeah so I run a company called the brand vibe I inspire leaders and entrepreneurs to own their brand chase their passion and be able to market it with confidence my heart is really to the young professional who's trying to climb the corporate ranks and really wants to position their personal brand to help them own their future instead of waiting for it to land on their lap or the aspiring entrepreneur who has these side hustles and these passions, but is really looking for some clarity and strategy on where to go with it and how to move to that next phase, how to scale well uh, without feeling overwhelmed in the process. So providing strategy and clarity and really equipping and empowering mainly women, entrepreneurs and leaders to be able to, you know, own their awesome and share it with the world. That's so cool. So it sounds like you've got a lot going on. You've got that business. You've got three boys. I know what it's like to have, to be a boy mom, married to your sweetheart and high school sweetheart. Tell me then, how did your fitness journey begin? What life was like before you started and kind of start to, to paint the picture of, of where it all began. Oh gosh, Natalie, how much time do we have here? <laughs> <laughs> I will say, you know, my health journey has started from, yeah, from when I can remember. It's always been my, um, my weight and my confidence has always been a struggle since I was young. I remember, it's odd how we remember certain vivid memories, but I remember being in the fourth grade and wearing a pair of shorts and walking out on the recess blacktop and just feeling super self-conscious about the outfit that I wore for that day. And I, I don't know why that memory has stuck with me, but there's moments like that in my life where I feel like my, my confidence in my skin and my health journey has really ebbed and flowed. I got to a pretty good place through you know, high school years, even into um, college years. I was very active in dance and activities, and that certainly helped the journey. But once I started to have kids is where I would say it hit its biggest peak in my life. Anyone who has had kids knows that that journey in and of itself is a journey. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, when yeah. you go from your body's going through all these changes, and then even after it, you have all of this, you know, pressure, whether it's 
from society or even just from yourself to get back into your pre-body weight and pre-baby weight and as quickly as possible and just go after it. And so I'd say that bad health habits really started after I had kids because I had this pressure on myself that I would put on to have to, you know, get to the exact way to step better than where I was before having children, just to prove that I, I can, that this wasn't going to you know, change too much of my body and, and that I can still be, you know, a, a healthy person. The funny part of it is that I did over and over again for every kid, I would spring right back into my goal weight, not always through the healthiest habits, but I'd get there. And then once I was at my goal weight, I would feel like I could kind of let go, you know, I could, yeah. I can eat whatever I want, and I can do whatever I want. And I'm fine. I've, I've kind of proven to myself in the world that it's possible. Here I am. And so now I'm going to do whatever I want. And since then, I would lose 50 pounds, gain 50 pounds, lose 20 pounds, gain 30 pounds. And it would be this up and down, back and forth through every single idea in the book that you could possibly think of. I have tried it. And my issue was never sticking with a routine. And it was never finding the right diet, quote unquote. My issue was when I got to my goal weight, did I stay there? Or did I feel like I could just go back to my old ways and it was fine? And I think that this year has been just a really insightful and trying year for me for many reasons. I started January this year at the highest weight I've ever been in my entire life, including at my maximum weight with any of my boys nine months pregnant. When you think about that, uh, along with that, I was in one of the lowest states because I had just lost my job after our organization shut down for the first time in my entire life. And so I kind of had these big moments over my head at the beginning of the year that wasn't going to be fixed by a diet or even uh, achieving a particular weight. I knew that the only way I was going to be able to do this was to do some deep soul searching and prayer and uh, just be confident in my faith and where the Lord can take me through my mindset and my focus on, you know, what health actually means for me long term and the impact to my life and how I wasn't defined by it. And I think that was my biggest shift this year that has helped me significantly from any other part of my health journey. And I'm nowhere near my goal weight at this point, even just from a healthy weight perspective, but I am on my way there and it's taken the longest it's taken, but I'm so patient with it. And I feel so much more confident in my skin now than I ever did when I did actually achieve my weight at one point in my life in the past. It's just a, a big mental shift and just an internal confidence and patience and sense of gratitude and contentment right where I am. Yeah, that's so relatable. I think to like a billion people out there, what do you think it was that made that switch for you? So you were at your highest weight, you're at your lowest place in your life just because of that, the loss of the job. So how did you get out of that low point? Was there something that you listened to or people you talked to or, or something that happened or how did you get out of that? Yeah, that's, I wish I could say there was this one thing I, I you know, I heard this one message, I listened yeah. to this one thing and that's it. I I wish I can give you the secret and then you can go and listen to it and then it'll apply to everyone. <laughs> but we know that's, that's yeah. not how it works in life, right? And so I'd say sometimes when we're in our deepest trials, that's the area where we're most refined. And so through that, every single day was a focus on, okay, how can I make the most of today? And how can I lift myself from the valley right now? I don't know what it's going to look like six months from now or a year. And it's hard when you don't have a vision or clarity and it's kind of cloudy around you 
but you need to be able to pick yourself up every single day. And so for me, my faith is really strong in Christ. And so that is primarily where I would go every single day, just in in music that would speak to my soul and in times of prayer and meditation and things that would just really help me to be able to not not become my my best self in that moment, not plan out what my future was going to look like five years from now, but just to pick myself up that day and to do something a little bit more than I did the day before and make a little more forward progress from there. And so my biggest shift mindset really happened gradually over time, but simply with the commitment that I'm going to make today better than it was yesterday. And it's not going to be my best necessarily. And it's not going to be at my goal that I want to be, but if I can just make a smarter choice on what I eat, a smarter decision on taking care of my health, a smarter focus on just my thought of gratitude more today than I did yesterday. And that's it. That's, that's success for me. And that's how I started to measure my progress over time. And when you start that and you build up on it day after day, week after week, month after month, you inevitably get to a point where you're like, holy smokes, I can do this. I got okay. this. Yeah. <laughs> and you really start to see the beauty in everything around you. I can attest to that as well. With your relationship with your husband or even your kids, would you say that they had any part in in your mindset or how did they support you through this process if they did? Yeah, that's a great question, actually, because my kids and my family are a big part of my why in both my business and my health journey. I look at my boys, especially the ages that they're in and the activities that they do. They're all in sports and basketball and football and soccer. Gosh, they could literally run miles around me. And what I started to realize was I'm not going to be able to keep up with these guys. I'm not going to be able to do the activities they want to do. I'm not going to be able to play and engage with them in the same way that I need to at this stage. I think when your kids are younger and they're toddlers, you feel like, you know, they're not going to outpace you. But when they get to this point that they're in grade school, oh, they are absolutely outpacing you. (laughs) And for me, especially not being in my best health state, not having just a good plan with exercising or just staying active in any way, it was easy for me to recognize like I am becoming someone who is just more of a couch potato and my kids are playing outside on their own. And I not only don't have a desire to do that, but when I even did have the desire to do it, I couldn't keep up with it. And that part broke my heart at the thought that as they're growing in this next phase, that I would not be able to connect with them at the same level, simply because of my own physical limitations. I'm not focused on the right activities and I'm not pushing my body in a way that just keeps me in a healthy state. Recognizing that and seeing more of that and honestly being home with them to see more of that is so different than I've always been a working mom. And so I can come home after school is done and after work and spend some time with them. But being home home really meant I had way more time with them, which was so precious and amazing. And I, I, I love the fact that I got to do that. But I think that amplified my issues and being able to really connect with them at that level. And on yeah. the flip side with my husband, he's never once in his entire life, despite my weight, has, has made me feel less desirable, less gorgeous, less wanted. He doesn't bring it up when I lose weight or gain. Like it's just kind of a non thing to him. And that is so loving from, from my perspective. But I remember there was a few years where I was like, this is kind of your fault because, you know, if you cared a little bit more, I'd get myself in shape and make sure. And, and it was a funny thing, but it's, <laughs> but it's actually like, what a screwed up mentality that, you know, right. 
Yeah. Just to almost like, he's kind of like, I can't win here, but that wasn't, you know, that's not the great place, the greatest place to be at. And, and that's not the type of husband that I would have wanted anyway. Just again, showed a lot of where my mindset was then and now. And so he will support me on whatever journey I'm going towards. He will never, ever make me feel less than or not worthy, whether or not I reach those goals. And for that, I'm so grateful. Yeah. I mean, I think we're all uh, as wives, like it's super important that our husband, we feel that our husbands are attracted to us, but ultimately in the end, he couldn't have said or done or whatever to make you, you know, make the changes that ultimately would, would last. That's right. Yep. That's right. And so you're totally spot on that. We sometimes when we lack worth in ourselves, we define our worth by what other people think of us. And that creates this ebb and flow in our own confidence and our self-consciousness. And ultimately, you can have the most affirmation around you that you've ever had. But if you don't feel good about yourself and you don't feel confident in it, there's always going to feel something lacking and something missing. So there's no amount of that that can be replaced by someone else. If you're enjoying today's episode and the others before it, I would sincerely appreciate you taking a few minutes to write a review. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. After all, it could be the one that impacts your personal health journey the most. In the email you sent to me, you, you've lost, I think you said 30 pounds this year or something. What? I have, yeah. Yeah, that's, and it's a sustainable 30 pounds, right? You're not on your like 50 loss, yes. 50 gain and stuff. So what did you do yep. this time around other than the mindset work, which is probably the most important, but what did you do physically yep. to, to help you get there? And as well as like nutritionally, did you change up what you ate or what does that look like? Yeah, totally. Okay. So I have, like I mentioned, have pretty much done every diet in the book. I have all of the tips and tricks and things that people have tried before. I've done it. And one that I decided to gravitate more towards because it just fit my lifestyle and it works with keto. So that's what I've been doing this year. And very personal to everyone. I'm not here to say keto is for everyone or, or that it's not. I just found something that I like that worked with my lifestyle that I could stick with. Mm-hmm. And the biggest difference with this, I, I've done keto before in the past, but the difference this round is I've really tried to do as much clean keto as possible. I didn't take this as an opportunity to eat as much cheese in the world or yeah. <laughs> have tons and tons of bacon every day. Um, I really tried to focus on like, what are, what are the core principles of, you know, good health, um, healthy habits that, that keto offers? And then how can I embrace that every, in everything it, that I do? So I love the idea of replacing flour with almond flour. Like that's been my go-to for different recipes where I'm craving, you know, bread and peanut butter or something, or being able to look at alternative sweet desserts by getting desserts that, you know, have less ingredients or just are, are not filled with as much sugar. Like I have learned to embrace frozen blueberries and whipped cream are my jam. (laughs) Sounds amazing. <laughs> but just being able to see that and think this is just as good, scratch that better than Oreos dipped in milk, uh, because I know it's good for me, but also I've learned to just like recognize its its delicious qualities. Like it, it really is genuinely good for me to eat and sweet and satisfies my my sweet tooth. I've stepped into a lot more like pistachios and almonds. And so I'm trying to incorporate healthier habits by by being able to like accept qualities of these foods that really are delicious and amazing, but I never really gave myself a chance to experience it 
because either I was eating the junk food on the other side of the table or I was restricted, quote unquote. And so because this was all I could eat, then I didn't like it because I felt like I was forced into it as opposed to, hey, you have a ton of options, find what you love and then really start to step into how that makes you feel and how satisfying it is for you. And I think too, when you eat more of the right foods for your body, like your taste buds change. So yes, initially, maybe if you're in this habit of like all the carbs and the Oreos and stuff, like those taste so good. But when you start to just really eliminate that from your diet and you introduce like the whole foods and the the stuff that's good for you, your taste buds change. And now all of a sudden, like it is satisfying. You're not feeling restricted and happy and you're not feeling that icky feeling after you've had a sleeve of Oreos, you know? Oh my gosh, totally. One of the biggest reasons why I've loved being on keto and I've decided to stick to it is really based off of how I feel every single morning. I feel like I have more energy. I feel like, you know, I can conquer the day. I feel lighter on my feet. I never feel groggy after eating something. I also incorporate intermittent fasting. I should have mentioned that too. Um, And so I can not eat until two or three o'clock in the afternoon and be totally fine with it. Still be on my A game, still be present, still have energy and then be able to have a good meal and not feel like I have to binge eat, just still be able to eat it in a good pace and go from there. It didn't start there at all. Mm -hmm. um, And it takes time for that to build up. And I don't force myself to do that. But when you just learn to listen to your body, do I really need to eat right now? Or maybe I just need another cup of water or in my case, another cup of coffee. (laughs) 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 Then maybe that's okay. I think that before, you know, I've been restricted on times of eating, both like the fact that, you know, you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner at a certain time. And also a lot of diets do five meals a day or eat every two hours. And I think for some people that works and it's amazing for me, I've learned in this season to just listen to my body when I'm hungry, when I feel like I need to eat, then I'll go and I'll respond. And if I don't and I feel good, well, then I don't and I feel good. So it's not, it's not like I'm forcing it in any way. And that has come with such a great sense of freedom and makes me feel like I have choices in the food that I pick in the time of day that I'm eating and really in my health journey. What do you do then? Um, or do you do anything yet for your physical? Like, are you, do you go to the gym? Do you do stuff at home or do you do anything yet? Yeah. So I've been going to the gym and working out not as consistently as what I would have wanted. I think one of the things I've realized is, you know, I, I really love smaller classes. So if you're doing like an orange theory or like a bar class, I love the fact that you can go there. You don't have to know what to do They're They're going to tell you what to do for an hour and then you go after it. But I do have a membership to my local gym uh, because there's a ton of variety and different classes and it just was flexible with my schedule. But sometimes, especially in the beginning, I'd walk in there and I just felt totally overwhelmed. Like there's so many machines and Mm -hmm. how do I maximize this hour and nobody is giving me direction or telling me what to do. And so in the beginning, I got to say, like I would walk in the gym and I'd walk out with 30 minute walk on a treadmill and that's it. You know? yeah. mm-hmm. Or or I'd look at my day and I'd feel like I don't even know what I'm going to do when I walk in the gym to so forget it. I'm not going to go. It can be so intimidating. So what I've learned and what I've really leaned into more recently is to just find the activities that I genuinely enjoy that I would look forward to going to do. And so for me, I love Zumba because I love dancing. And mm-hmm. so anytime I could join a Zumba class, I will go and I'll join the Zumba class. I love hot yoga. It really helps me to relax and to de-stress for the day. So I'll look for those classes too. 
in between, I have learned to either maximize some of the equipment that's there just without the pressure, but some research on, on how to use it and to use that. But mainly just, you know, if, if it means that I'm on the treadmill for 30 minutes and pushing myself in a walk run for that time, well, again, that's much better than what I did the day before. So if I'm making any kind of progress, I've learned to just be appreciative of that rather than, oh, I really wish that I knew how to lift like this amazing looking woman behind me who is yeah. on you know, her third hour here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. There's definitely those people out there for sure. And I think that what you said is so important is that when you are starting a fitness journey, that you're actually, you find things that you enjoy. So if you do go to the gym and you see that lady lifting weights, if you don't enjoy it, then it's, you're not going to, it's not going to be sustainable. So, you know, if your best friend is like, Oh, come to the gym, I'm going to do Zumba. But if you're like, Oh my gosh, I am so uncoordinated, but you go with her. I mean, you can totally (laughs) try it, but if it's something that you don't enjoy, like you're not going to stick with it. So I think it is super important that you keep trying different things to find what you do enjoy so that when you do get to the gym or you do that workout at home, that you're not completely dreading it. Oh, totally. Um, And I still have high hopes for this, but I've always felt like I'm going to be a runner. I'm going to be a marathoner. That's the goal in my life. I want to do it. Oh my gosh, Natalie, I hate running so much with every core of my being. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I, sometimes I'd go to the gym and I'd feel like I've got to run and I've got to have this goal. Like I'd start off the gate with this ambitious goal of being a marathoner and I would get on there and I'd just hate it. I'd have the worst time because I felt like I was forcing myself into something I haven't given the opportunity enjoy. Yeah. And I think too, the important thing there is like, okay, so maybe you don't enjoy it now. And I did an episode with somebody else that said that, that it took them like three different tries, I think in different seasons of life to become a runner and they are a runner now. So no matter what, like if you didn't like it 10 years ago, you know, maybe give it a try now, or maybe when, you know, you've done Zumba for a while and you're like, okay, let me step it up a little bit. And then you try running again, you might realize this is easier now because you've, you know, you've Mm -hmm. conditioned yourself. Yeah. or whatever, but yeah. So never negate something that, that you hated at one time, but also don't keep doing what you hate because it won't stick. Yeah, totally. I the thing too, is like, I felt like I started my fitness journey with the hardest activity that I had the most angst towards as opposed yeah, yeah. to starting it with something that would Uh, make me feel confident, build up endurance that I was happy to go do and then stepping into something slightly out of my comfort zone. Um, I am going to go back to trying to run now after this little pep talk. (laughs) I will keep you posted on that. Okay. I can't wait to hear. I see see so much value in it. And you know, all of my kids love it. So back to that, like trying to connect with them at different levels. I definitely Uh know it's something that I want to just explore. So just one kind of random question, but a lot of times I get the excuse that people, there's three reasons people don't get into uh, their health. Number one being, they don't have time. They're like, I'm just too busy. I don't have time. The other one being, you know, money is an issue. So they don't want to pay for a gym membership or they can't pay for a gym membership. Or um, the third being lack of support just from whether it's a spouse or just people in their world. Of those three, time, money, and support, which one do you think you struggled with the most? Oh, definitely time, hands down. Being a working mom and wife and regular volunteer at the school and local church and all of these different activities, now building a business, you feel like there is not enough hours in the day. It's insane. And so to prioritize your health over that, all that's going through my mind is, gosh, how many things on my to-do list can I get done in this hour? 
versus going to the gym and working out for an hour. So the time thing for sure has been my biggest struggle. Um, I've definitely had some really good learnings and will continue to grow. I'm not fully there yet. But one of the biggest things overall that I've learned in, in general is that you prioritize the things that are important to you. And so oftentimes when I felt like I don't have time for going to the gym and working out, well, what I was really saying was, this isn't important to me. It doesn't matter. And so because it doesn't matter, I can choose to put it on the shelf of, I just don't have time for it, and then get to it when I get to it. But if I was just honest with myself and said it out loud, which is an interesting practice I've been doing, just because I think when you say something out loud, you're like, oh, gosh, that's not true. But you think about it, and it's like, crap, it really is true, though, when you oh, that's so put good. it out, out there. So I, I would say, like, I don't care about my health. I mean, that would be literally what I say out loud when I decide not to go to the gym or I don't have time for it. And there is legitimately times in your life and in your week and your schedule where you're like, today's really crazy. I, I just can't squeeze it in. But if you look back and you gave yourself that excuse the entire week, the entire month, then there's something deeper there. So being able to be honest enough to say, my health is not important to me. It really doesn't matter right now. I don't care. Can at least help you to recognize the state you're in and then what you need to do to try to shift that. At least the case with me, and I would bet if you try this activity, it'd be the same. As soon as you say it out loud, there's a part that's like, shoot, that can't be true for me because I know that it, I know that it is important, but because I'm saying it and I'm not prioritizing it, how can I make sure that it does become important to me? That's where I just want to be like, Mic drop. <laughs> the end. That's right. Because <laughs> I agree so much. Okay. So if you were to look back, like, so a year from now, what do you hope to achieve in your, your personal health journey over this next year? What are your, some goals that you have set? Oh my gosh. I want to be stronger than I've ever been in my life. I don't care about what my weight number looks like. I don't care what my body size is, what my pants size is. I want to feel the strongest I've ever felt before, uh, physically and mentally. I want to be able to keep up with my kids. I want to challenge them in different ways. I want to challenge myself in different ways. I think when I started my journey each time in my life, it was always about a size pants. I want to be a size six, a size four. I want mm -hmm. to weigh 120 pounds. I want, so I'd have these numbers. And then my, my mind almost imprisons me to these numbers. So even if I am feeling strong and I'm achieving new things because I'm not at that goal weight per se, or I'm not in those pants that I'm dying to fit in, I feel like a failure. And I feel like what I did is not enough. And that's what makes me feel like, screw it, give me the donuts. It's not worth it. I'll just do whatever I need to do. For me, a year from now, I mean, that's what I want more than anything is to just continue in this mindset and mentality of, you know, being confident in your skin and just being stronger than I've ever been before. Oh, you're like my favorite person in the whole world right now. <laughs> I am like, <laughs> so agreeable. I couldn't, oh. I couldn't even have said it any better myself. So then last question, just if you could give someone advice, someone that was in your shoes or that is in your shoes, say a year ago, what kind of advice would you give them to, to help get them inspired or motivated to start working on their own personal health? I would say just start, start somewhere, start with something. Because if you feel like you have to have everything in order, you have to have the perfect diet picked out, the per perfect exercise regimen, the perfect schedule to allow you to spend the time doing this, you have to have all of your meals prepped on one day, and you have to know exactly what you're headed into, 
you will fail. And I say that with all the love in the world, because we put so much pressure on ourselves to begin something in our, our best, most perfect way. And oftentimes that becomes not sustainable. So either you do it for a few weeks and then you start to realize I can't keep up with this and you fail or you never start to begin with. And so the biggest motivation I'd say is to just start with some kind of progress that is stronger and closer to your goal than you were the day before. So don't put the pressure on yourself to think that you have to be the best and have everything laid out in order to implement something. Just embrace exactly where you are and focus on smarter choices in your time and your fitness and your health routine that is just a little bit closer to your goal than you were the day before. That's it. And month after month of that type of focus. Yeah. (laughs) I promise it will pay off. It's a slow road. It feels like a slow road but it will, it will pay off. And in the long run, you won't, if you're a cereal dieter like me, and if you're, you know, abs and flowed in your weight, like I do in the long run, I promise you it's going to be so worth it. Well, Nicole, this has been so awesome. I think this is incredibly relatable to so many people and you just had so much great advice and even like tangible things that people could do to, to really start on their own journey. So I just want to say thank you so much for, for sharing your story with us. And I couldn't be more proud and excited to, to know you and see where your own personal journey is going to go. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for this platform, just to be able to inspire women in different ways. I am so blown away by all the things that you are doing and all the women that you are inspiring. And so continue knew that loud and clear people are listening and they need that. So grateful for you. Grateful for this opportunity. Thank you so much for tuning in to the fit for business podcast. My hope is that you take some tips and nuggets, things that resonated with you in today's episode and apply it to your personal health journey. I'm Natalie Jean, and I'll see you next week.